Aren't there times when you want to talk about everything? Sometimes talking about anything is very therapeutic. And don't forget about talking about, well, nothing. Sometimes it's about just listening to what others have to say. Please join me for my podcast, Yada Yada Yada, a chat about everything, anything, and nothing. It's a great way of knowing about what's not coming next. Elizabeth Hakamando, who's the owner of Barky Pines Animal Rescue and Sanctuary, is located in Loxahatchee, Florida. It is their mission to save local animals in need of rescue to reduce pet overpopulation, as well as educate the community, especially our youth, in animal husbandry in order to break the cycle. Barky Pines continues to aid in keeping Palm Beach County a no-kill county. I love that. I used to work at a um, a rescue organization, so I I love everything that you're doing. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your rescue Thank organization? You. Uh, well, like you said, we're out here in Loxahatchee. We still in 2014, so six years now. And um, as soon as we received our 501c3, we started pulling the dog from the county. Um, obviously reducing the shelter population there and saving a lot of lives. And as you mentioned earlier, um, last year, collectively, we were able to get our government county shelter status, um, which, as we know, is around 90, 93% of live outcomes, which is wonderful. Um, sadly, you know, we can't save them all. Um, you know, a lot of surrender there. We've got... 11 senior dogs in sanctuary right now um, amongst some other special needs dogs so we do a lot of that so it's a lot of caring for them it's just three of us it's acres um, so we're able to rescue farm animals as well we've got a couple of horses four pigs uh, countless chickens ducks peacocks a african sulcata tortoise a couple of ferrets some guinea hens so we've got quite quite a variety of animals here we don't just do dogs and cats but since we started um, we've rescued 750 dogs and um, you know like I said it's just the three of us doing all the care we really don't use fosters Um, occasionally um, shelter a dog will go to foster it's rare it's if we're overcrowded or the dog has something that's contagious. Obviously, we don't want to bring it in here. We don't really have a good quarantine space yet, but we're working on that. Um, and then the dog, after once the dog is ready, it'll, it'll come here. And it helps us to, to know their personalities, being able to match them with the right home when they are adoptable, ready to go. Um, and that's critical. You know, nobody has a crystal ball, obviously, um, but we do our best to make sure that the dog is a good fit uh, so the whole family is happy and, and has many, many happy years together. That's wonderful. You know, I, I'm glad that you mentioned uh, the other animals because I did not know that. I thought that you were just a dog rescue organization. So it's great to know that there are other animals that, that you rescue um, just to let other people know that as well. Uh, I know that you said not really fostering. So what I, I, I was curious how you feel uh, about senior dogs um, and if you participate in helping to rescue senior dogs 
I know that there's a lot of people out there that uh, bypass the senior dogs, but yet it's so important for them to have, you know, a nice life at the end of their life. Is that something that you do as well? We do. We rescue a lot of senior dogs. Um, We have three buildings uh, with senior dogs in them. You're you're breaking um, up a lot and there's a lot of background noise. Can you find one spot where maybe it's a little bit quieter or <laughs> no, it's try kind to of hard to around. ask that yeah but uh, yeah you're not gonna find quiet here <laughs> but we'll get a little closer to the wi-fi and see if that helps yeah there's a lot um, of ticking in the yeah, back so too so these senior dogs um we've got six blind dogs blinding yours right now um then we've got uh let's see we've got two tripods What's a, um, what is a tripod? One is 15. Leg. So oh, I see. Okay. Got, uh, we have a old yeah, with a missing a leg and a six-year-old Chewini missing a leg. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, again, most of these dogs do come from the county. A lot of times, you know, people can't, you know, they, they don't want, even if the dog is, is ready, um, the process they'd rather you know let somebody else handle it so um they bring the dog to the county and they'll they'll call you know not just us but you know many many other rescues as well but we typically take them sometimes you know they they're they're here just basically for and you know more like more like a hospice situation other times they have simple issues um like the one poodle with the three legs is a skin condition so it's just a matter of keeping them on the medication and medicated baths and to keep that in check um because it is chronic because it had gotten so bad uh so yeah we do take a lot of senior dogs unfortunately there are people that want to it's the same thing Yeah, you need to you need to find a better spot, Elizabeth. I'm sorry, but you just keep breaking up. I don't know where I'm. I don't care about the barking. I just want to be able to hear you speak. Let's see. Let me try out front. Yeah. Okay, you too. Okay, want to say hello? Say hi. As no, soon as you do, they're like okay. children. <laughs> nope, that's better. How is that yeah. any better up here? Right? I know, exactly. they're like children. Okay, and as good, soon as you good. start talking, as soon as you start doing something else, they're there they in are. your face. So, I know. So, so you know, right. I, I have to tell you, um, I do know two people that have tripods. It's funny that I never heard uh, that term before. So is that, is that a term that's normally used for just the three-legged dog? I always said three-legged dog. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. Yeah. Tripod yeah. I know I, one of uh, the people that I know that has a tripod is a little concerned about uh, the future because uh, of the back leg. I think because um, there's so much attention paid to that one leg that there could be hip issues later on you know, certain things like that, but still to be able to uh, adopt a dog that's in need in that respect, I I really think that there's more people out there that 
want to do something like that, but maybe they just don't know where to turn, you know, instead of getting a puppy or instead of getting a, a dog that is two or three years old, there are other, there are people out there that want to adopt other animals that are more in need. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We have good success with that. So I'll, I'll say we really do. Um, we've, we've adopted out a lot of senior dogs. Um, and we, what we also try to do is play senior dogs with senior people. Mm. And as the dog get all the attention and love and focus it can possibly get, but it also helps the human. It gives them something to take care of. It gives them purpose where some may feel at that point like they don't have a lot of purpose, that they're just kind of, you know, waiting for a visit or whatever the case may be. And here comes this little fuzzball (laughs) and the joy that it brings to the person. It's just, it's incredible. Are you still there? I'm here. Oh, okay. I thought I lost you, but we went silent there. Okay. For a yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. It's just a very bad connection, but I'll I'll just I'll just keep going. So, are there um certain requirements okay. that you want potential owners to have, whether it's for a ferret or for a dog? Do you look for specific things in an owner, like uh, how big their home is, whether it's an apartment or a house? Uh, what their lot size is, if they have other animals, what types of things do you look for? Well, you know, it's not so cut and dry. Um, It depends on the dog as an individual. Mm. So if I've got this super hyper dog and it's just crazy of energy and all of that, I'm not going to adopt it out. To someone that's on the fifth floor or the floor or in an apartment setting where the dog is not going to live its life to its potential, so to speak, like doing the, all the things that it needs to do. You have, we'll use a rat terrier, for example. These are very energetic dogs and they bark a lot. So while the person who lives in an apartment may love this dog and they would be wonderful pet parents it's not going to be a happy life because the dog's not going to be happy in an apartment he can't run around he can't bark freely and things like that and then what's going to happen is the dog's going to find other ways to occupy itself and other things to keep its mind busy and usually when you leave them to their own devices it's never a good thing so you know and then you then you run into the situation where now it's not a happy home anymore and, hey, this dog is tearing up my wall because it can't get outside and run around like it wants to or, you know, whatever the case may be. And then you find the person wanting to give the dog back. Sure. So, mm-hmm. and we dogs back. Always, 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 no exception. I won't pull a dog that I can't take back or I won't have room for. So any dog we adopt out, because, again, like I said, nobody has a crystal ball. Life changes. Things happen. You know, people plan on keeping the dog forever. Sometimes that doesn't happen. You know, we want to make sure we what the important thing is. So try as hard it really. 
Elizabeth, you're breaking up again. It reduces the chance of them. And that's... You're breaking up quite a bit. Oh, Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know why. Terrible connection. Yeah, usually, usually the with ticking went away in the background. Usually with podcasts, I, I don't know. It's best to to try and find a, a place where you have like a great connection. Um, but I I know it's. Yeah, I don't yeah. really have a no. Great I know anywhere out. I know, <laughs> I know where you nowhere, are. So I know it is very difficult. Well, that's yeah. okay. I mean, we got we got the essence of of what you were talking about. I um I know I had read an article recently that um, due to COVID, many people decided to adopt dogs, and more more than half of right. those people have now surrendered those animals. And you know what? It's not just with a pandemic. That's a shame to hear. It's it's horrible. I mean, when I worked at um, at the ranch, it happened quite often, and it was it got me not only angry but very sad, and and people just were unwilling to try or to train, and there were some trainers that I knew that were would help these people pro bono. Uh, and they just said, uh, no, you know, take, take the dog back as though it's just, you know, indispensable. So I really hope that that people, it's very sad. So I hope that, that when people make a decision, they're, they're smart about these decisions because dogs have feelings. All animals have feelings. It's not just about what the human wants. And it just makes me very, very upset that they don't take those types of things into consideration. Do a lot of thinking before you you make a decision because it is a responsibility. It's a huge responsibility. You know, you just have to be be, a long term. Yes, it's long term. And, you know, I'm also a trainer and a lot of people just think that, oh, okay, I could just teach my dog the basics, sit, stand, stay, place. And those are really great basics to have, but there's more training that gets involved. It's it's like having a child, you know, when you have a child, it, it's a baby. The baby has to learn as it grows up and you're dedicated right. to that baby. It's the same thing with the dog. Training never stops, but, but I think that humans just exactly. want to train and then it's over, but it, it's a consistent thing. You have to be able to participate in the dog's exactly. life every day. So I don't want to keep going on because I'll right. just start to get, you know, angry <laughs> because I've seen, I've right. seen enough and, you know, to know. So anyway, let, let me ask you, right, um, exactly. what types of donations do you need? Um, what types of donations do you accept? Um, really, thing. Um, we always need dog food, cat food farm animal feed uh, we always need you know sheets and towels uh, cleaning supplies of course monetary donations to help the medical bills because we know that bills are very expensive so you know that's always you know a challenge especially with you know the senior dogs and you know we take a lot of medical needs dogs and special needs dogs um not just the ones that, you know, okay, get them neutered and out the door they go. Um, you know, there's some long-term medical that needs to be done. So that's very helpful. Um, but, yeah, that's, you know, the basics of it. Um, 
what we use on a daily basis, consumables, like I said, the cleaning stuff and, you know, uh, disinfectants, things like that, always important all the time. Dog food, senior dog food, wet food for the old dogs that limited teeth and or have trouble eating the dry. Um, but yeah, that's that's the basic. Okay, and I, I know we were just speaking about um, you know people who surrender their dogs. Uh, I know that this is something that's done on occasion uh, when they uh, adopt dogs. <clears throat> excuse me, from you, uh, would you recommend? those people that make a decision that they cannot take care of those animals to bring them back to you? Oh, absolutely. It's actually in our agreement when they adopt the dog, that the dog will, they will contact us if they can't keep the dog. Okay. And can you tell me what some of the costs are for adoption? Typically your average adult dog is 300. And then senior and special needs dogs, there is no cost. So if somebody came to me and wanted to adopt a 10-year-old dog or, you know, a blind dog or something like that, of course, we appreciate a donation. You know, it helps reimburse some of the costs we've spent on that animal, helps to rescue more animals, but it is not required. Okay, great. And And all uh, the dogs, of course, are altered and vaccinated they're all microchipped dewormed heartworm negative before they go home perfect you know i know that i had um sent you a bunch of questions there was one that i i had thought of just as you were speaking um about veterans do you have any discounts for veterans or any programs for veterans in adopting uh, one we, of your adults we do yes we do um we do offer a significant discount for veterans um uh, and they don't have to jump through a lot of hoops either. Just show us an ID, um, and we're happy to help because we think it's important. And that goes back here, um, you know, helping dog, but the person. Absolutely. Um, for an example, recent, very recently, um, my husband approached us. Someone he knew through the family that they knew many, many years ago had a coworker. And her adult son um, has terminal cancer, and he's he. It's kind of a long story, but anyway, he needed something to you know help him get through the day. And we gifted them with a beautiful little dog, full of energy, full of love, and I'm getting goosebumps. Sorry, I just uh, you know that that was the smile that she brought to him, to his mother, because, you know, the the person in need, but the caretakers, you right. know, they're often forgotten about. So she's not only there for him, but she's there for his mom too. Like, mm. you know, think how hard she's got it, you know, with everything that's going on. Right. It's horrible for the whole family. So she brightens everybody's day. And it's just, it's just a wonderful experience. And we were happy the ability and the opportunity to help them. That's wonderful. You know, it just, it, it, it really means a lot. Absolutely. That's, I love that. That's, it's, it's sad, but at the same time, it's, it turns out to be something yeah. really. Right. And if we, you know, it is. And... Right. 
to, to get some good out of a horrible situation for the family. It's yes, absolutely. Nice to be able to assist in some small way, you know. Yes. And she'll be a gift, you know, for the family for many, many years to come. So amazing it's how wonderful, amazing how one furry animal can uplift a family and try and turn a negative into more of a positive. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I, you know, there's people that just don't realize just how important these animals are in our lives and what a difference they make. Obviously, you know that <laughs> you have a farm. Oh, animals. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Are there absolutely. as much hard work as it is? You get a lot of joy every day. You know, of course, a lot of a lot of a lot of hard work, but. It, there's a lot of reward, especially when the dog goes home to a family. You know, it's extremely rewarding. And we really do our best to stay in touch with everybody, you know, have them send photos. And it's nice, not just for us, but, you know, everybody that supports us, they love to see it, you know. And, and people people feel, you know, we have a hashtag that we use, Barky Family. And I say it all the time. It's not just a hashtag. It's really the way we live because we want to continue life we want to see those updates and all the happiness and joy that these dogs that were on death's row are mm. now living their best lives and and providing the best life for their family i mean it's just it, there's no better feeling you know and that's a good part of why we do what we do Absolutely. you know why we sacrifice and gave up everything pretty much you know to, mm. to do this and lives you know and, People always say, oh, if I hit the lottery, I'm... I didn't hit where near anything like that. But we we do it. You know, we do it. And it's very rewarding um, physically, not physically, really. It's exhausting. Um, but, you know, mentally, spiritually, very, very rewarding and, and so worth it. You know, we spent many years. We were self-employed and we had a business and, you know, my husband and I, and we worked hard trying to make people happy for 30 years. And it's like, you know what? I'm kind of done trying to make people happy. Although in a lot of respects, we're not, but in a different, in a different way, we make people happy now. Um, so, and it's, it's a nice way for the second half of our life to be, you know, mm -hmm. to, to have, to be able to do something like this, um, without, having material things but making sure yeah you know it's like so much more important it's you wonderful know? yeah Priorities. i agree i agree and you know i i do <laughs> i do know some people who have said oh you know when i get older or or when i make more money or or uh i really want to open a rescue or i would love to have a farm to bring in uh, animals that are seniors or abused or specific situations. And I think it's wonderful when, when uh, I meet people that have such a big heart, such as yourself, the only thing is I don't know if they know just how much goes into it and, and what, what you would need to right. give up and what you need to do. And although the concept, everything, is, it, really. It's, it, you really do not, have time for yourself and if you're willing no. to right if you're willing to do something like that i think it's beautiful and a wonderful idea just make sure that you research and you speak to people such as yourself to give an idea of what to expect at least you have an idea then of okay is this something that i can do 
not that I want to do. Right. I mean, I, I want to do it as well, right, but exactly. the question is, can I do it? Well, no, I know I can't right now because I certainly don't have six acres like you do. Uh, do I want to do it in the right. future? I absolutely do. But I, I plan on speaking with people such as yourself to get as much information as I can <laughs> to make sure that I can right. do it, you know, exactly. but it does take a, a special exactly. person such as yourself to do something like this. So I thank you for doing it. Uh, I did want to ask you one other thing. Are there certain dogs or animals that you're showcasing that have maybe been on your farm for a while that need homes out, outside of the newer animals that you might have? Um, you know, the ones that have been here a while are really here for sanctuary um, okay. because, right? So right. while we accept their issues and deal with it every day, not many people would. Okay. So those animals are, are definitely here to stay um, for however long that is, um, you know, that are still pretty young. So we've got many, many years ahead of us with them. Um, I do have, I, I really, um, dogs that are not, you know, super special needs, like n- the ones that are not in what I call senior housing, like the blind ones. And it's tough. My 15 year old blind dog, not many people are going to want to adopt it. And I totally get that. But, you know, like I've got Fiona, for instance, she's eight years old. She's not comfortable around strangers. I would love to see you know, a single older person that, you know, doesn't have a lot of traffic in their home adopt because she's wonderful and loving and sweet. Once she gets to know you and she knows she could trust you, you know, these animals have backgrounds that we can't even fathom, right? Some of Mm. them, we just got one. He was somebody moved out of the apartment. They left him outside in a crate, no food, no water. I mean, another day he wouldn't have made it. Oh my God. You know, so, so yeah, exactly. So, you know, who knows what I'd like to see, you know, some of these dogs, you know, people to, like you said earlier, take the time, understand there's going to be, you know, issues involved. There's going to be training involved. This dog may have separation anxiety. Can you deal with that? You know, are you willing to do, you know, behavior training and all of that? I would love to see more of those dogs get adopted because as much as we love them and we don't mind caring for them, their own human you know that mm-hmm. they don't have to share you know a fraction of time with so we're three people so all building to building to building you know but they're to, for them to have more it, obviously in a home you know that's 24 7 is what we really are looking for right so dogs like fiona um scotty um, even almonds, you know, she's a young dog, but she's got issues. You know, she doesn't, she's tough. She's eight pounds and she thinks she's probably a hundred pounds and <laughs> she wants to be a brat and bully, you know, bully all these dogs. I've got so many people ask about it. like, oh, well, you don't have this other dog. I'm like, forget it. You know, she's, I'm going to put her in a situation where right. she's going to beat up your dog and you're going to bring her back next week, you know? So, you know, single, exactly. Single dog home, you know, right, right. And I mean, she's cute as a button. Everybody wants her, but it's like, right fit you know like that that you know touches on what i said earlier you know it's not just you know oh, i was the first one that applied or you know uh i'll work you know i'll work it out or you know no it has to be right 
as right as it can be from the beginning. At that, yeah, that's great that you're, you know, you're kind of doing a, a like a pre-screening and saying yes or no because you care that much about that animal, and and you do know that that might not be the perfect fit because the worst thing that can happen is for them for them to be surrendered again or. Uh, you know, whatever right. the situation might have been with that animal prior. It's just, there's no reason to have to keep tormenting the animal. So it's good to make absolutely sure that it's a perfect fit. So I, I agree with you there. And I think it's great that you do that. Right. Although some people might not understand why they're Thank not you. getting that animal. You do. And you know that right. that dog might right. wind up being surrendered again. So you're trying to just give this dog exactly. the best home, the best home and don't surrender because right. it's just worse for the, the animal. I love it. Well, right. they- the animal is our top priority. No, no doubt. Top priority is the animal. Yep. Human second. The person <laughs> comes second. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because you know what? The animal I have have never been top priority in their lives. Right. So it's their time to be that, mm. you know, and have that. So we give it to them here, but again, it's a fraction of time. Yeah. Well said. Well said. I I think that that's wonderful that you care that much about them that you're willing to just say, I shouldn't even use the word willing, but I can't think of another word right now to keep these animals even longer because they, you have not found a perfect fit. So I think that that's great. Right. Um, so you can learn more about Elizabeth and her rescue organization. Here's the website. It's www.barkypinesanimalrescue.com. And she also has a Facebook page. And that is Barky Pines Animal Rescue and Sanctuary. And her rescue is located at 6521 Carroll Street in Loxahatchee. And the phone number is 561 Four zero two one four five one, and all of the links and all this information, including this podcast, will be on my uh, Facebook group page. Yada yada yada. So, if you haven't joined the group yet, please do. Elizabeth, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know that uh, things are crazy over there, so appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to chat with me. Absolutely. All right. Have a wonderful thank day. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you. you. All Take right. Care. Take care. Bye bye. Okay.